Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another inebriated episode of Go Fox Yourself. I am your host, Mr. Fox, and uh, as yesterday, I am still trashed. Uh, uh, yeah. However, I did get a chance to uh, see the movie Studio 666. Uh, on request by my cousin and um, I did see it before however I wanted to see it again before I actually made a valid review of this movie so before I get started I just want to throw out there that uh, aside from being pretty much three sheets to the wind today um, I tend to be, well, crude, offensive, brash, yeah, unfiltered, um, yeah, whatever, but anyway, uh, Studio 666, uh, this movie recently came out in, well, February, um, it's a Foo Fighters film. And it is a horror parody, no less. And uh, seemed to get some good reviews, but it also, being somewhat decisive, or uh, you know, kind of like splitting the reviews, uh, some people didn't like it. And, uh, I mean, it's really no surprise. Not everybody likes the same damn thing, you know? Some people don't even like horror. Uh, granted, whether they're people or not remains to be seen. But, um, eh, Either way, this movie was basically made by uh, Dave Grohl, who also produced it, and then there was also a few other people that were involved in this film, including John Carpenter. Uh, and for those of you who don't know John Carpenter, eh, he's the one who gave us Michael Myers with Halloween, and uh, he is also the one who gave us the movie The Thing, as well as Escape from New York. Uh, Prince of Darkness, Into the Mouth of Madness, uh, They Live. Uh, he, he's given us quite a bit in terms of horror fiction. And uh, in, in this movie, as I said, it's a horror parody. Now, I, I get some people are sitting there going, oh, it's a Foo Fighters film, it's going to be like Kiss, Saves Christmas, or some stupid shit like that. Now, in, in this movie... They're not even really acting as they're just being themselves, which, quite frankly, plays off quite well. Unlike how Kiss did their movies, where they tried to pretend like they were acting while trying to pretend to even be themselves, which was just fucking weird. But, um, uh, hold on, I need a drink here. The thing is, with this movie, it starts off, and... It gives us some really good kills going right into the movie. I, they did not even waste any time. Uh, and it was pretty uh, pretty gruesome, which I liked, uh, no doubt. Probably because I'm fucked as it is, aside from being fucked up. Um, yeah. So they close up that part, or that part of the, uh, the movie introducing us to just a horrifying scene and then going into the Foo Fighters 
being at the uh, record label discussing their next record. Uh, just a little bit of history on this movie. The house where the movie was filmed, in the sense of the studio where they were trying to record their 10th album, is in effect where they recorded their 10th album. However, uh, the movie just plays out fairly well. I, I mean, you can't really chastise the acting when really there wasn't so much in a sense of acting. They were playing themselves. So it's not like they're going for an Academy Award here. Uh, the other thing in sense of uh, the way people were pretty much off uh, was pretty good. I mean, the special effects were not necessarily all that campy. I mean, there were a couple things like, I probably would have done a little better, but you figure budget and all the other crap, eh, you do what you can. And aside from that, it wasn't really intended to be anything more than just a parody horror. Not unlike what we had with Evil Dead or Transylvania 6 5000, or f for that matter, um, God damn it, uh, Scary Movie. So, it's, I, I don't get it. I, not the movie, I just don't get the complaints. Uh, as I said, John Carpenter was part of this movie. He was also in the movie. As well as Carrie King from Slayer. Uh, one of the guitarists, well, one of the remaining, the only remaining original guitarists left with Slayer, seeing as Dave Hayman's dead. Uh, he plays a uh, roadie who, in effect, dies. In fact, he is the first victim somewhat in this movie as it takes place in this timeline. Uh, there is also, who else? There was John Carpenter, Lionel Richie, Carrie King. Uh, you had, oh God, what was his name? It was a comedian from Saturday Night Live. Um, he was the same guy who played in the movie MacGruber as MacGruber. But in this movie, he plays pretty much the uh, food delivery guy. Also ends up being a victim, no less. And uh, in a sense, as the people start being killed off, the way they handled it, in a sense, was hilarious. And at the same time, where they're playing themselves, it just kind of comes across still funny. It's Like I said, it's a parody. I know there's some of you people out there that go, oh, this movie's just not worth my time. Shut the fuck up, okay? Seriously. You assholes out there that sit there rant and rave about Midsummer, which, by my opinion, was one of the worst fucking movies ever made. Aside from being a ripoff of The Wicker Man. <clears throat> this movie simply gives you everything you could possibly want. It gives you blood, it gives you humor, and at the same time, it also gives you Foo Fighters. Plus, John Carpenter is in the movie. Aside from Lionel Richie telling Dave Grohl to go fuck himself, which that scene was pretty much funny as well. But, um, I mean, even, like I said, the kills. There's this chainsaw scene that literally, it's just, it's... Pretty much on par with what you would get out of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kill. No joke, folks. 
And this movie, like I said, as a parody, it was fine. I mean, seriously, folks. Sometimes you just got to sit back and say, fuck it. We're going to watch Sleepaway Camp. Okay? No, it's not going to be a movie that is up there with something like The Conjuring or Halloween or Prince of Darkness, Into the Mouth of Madness, or something like Stuart Gordon's stuff, which at the same time, Stuart Gordon, who's probably been hailed as one of the better masters of horror, at the same time, because of uh, Jeffrey Combs, who pretty much is in the same league with Bruce Campbell as being what you would consider of uh, horror fiction royalty, no less, only second to that of Vincent Price, uh, there's been a large amount of camp that you would probably find in even a Stuart Gordon film. And this guy was the one who pretty much gave people that like H.P. Lovecraft stories like The Forbidden or Dagon, or for that matter, even Castle Freak. He gave us, as you know, anybody else who loves Lovecraft-style horror, movies that were on par with that genre. And at the same time, even we have to admit, the acting, the dialogue, it still came across as camp. Uh, probably the better one out of any Lovecraft story that ever came out, uh, adapted from a Lovecraft story, would have been The Color in Outer, or the Color of Outer Space. Um, surprisingly, Nicolas Cage did a really outstanding job in that movie. But um, in terms of this movie... Just sit back and enjoy it. I mean, you get to see Carrie King get killed. You also get to see Lionel Richie pretty much telling Dave Grohl, fuck you, which was kind of weird in itself. And uh, even the soundtrack, for that matter, was definitely really good. Uh, it did come across, and to some degree, I still think that the synthesizer uh, sound that was used in the play, similar to like how Michael Myers had that constant piano uh, in the background playing that you knew Michael Myers was on scene. Uh, I honestly think that the music that was being played in this uh, was definitely of John Carpenter's signature, which is I'm pretty sure he was involved in, but at the same time, I'm not surprised if it is, in fact, the same one that was used in Escape from New York. Yeah, I'm that much of a fucking nerd with these movies that I know this stupid, trivial shit. But fuck it, man. I'm drunk right now, so I really don't care. However, the soundtrack was good. I, it wasn't even just Foo Fighters music. There was other music being played as well. Uh, even like with the movie Deathgasm. Uh, for those of you who've never seen that one, far superior soundtrack of any horror movie that I have ever seen. And uh, part of that is probably due to my bias in favoring death and black metal genre. However, with this movie, there was a bit of thrash metal along with some Foo Fighters music and Lionel Richie's uh, famous song, Hello. Um, but, again... Uh, I, between the humor, the kills, 
and even the storyline, while it was very predictable in a sense, it was still entertaining nonetheless. Uh, for this movie, I would personally give it four out of five foxes. For the simple fact, one, you've got to cast, even though they're not really all actors, in fact, honestly, none of them are, but you have a cast that didn't distract from the story. And the story wasn't too distracting either, and also the effects weren't even that distracting. It was just overall entertaining. Uh, I got a good laugh out of it. I got a holy shit, that was fucking awesome out of it, especially with the chainsaw kill. I'm telling you, if you want to see a good kill, definitely watch this movie. The chainsaw scene is definitely good. And there are far other scenes that are as well just as good. Um, but yeah, I give this four out of five foxes. It was fun. It was entertaining. It was a chance to sit down and watch the Foo Fighters, you know, do their thing. And like I said, it was, uh, there was some pretty good dialogue that will definitely make you laugh. And uh, on a sad note, of course, uh, you know, the drummer, obviously, the Foo Fighter, or Foo Fighters, is, uh, he died. However, uh, yeah, it's, he did a good portion in this film, and he also had an epic death scene as well. Uh, not necessarily too epic, but it was, um, it was like, holy shit, I didn't see that one coming. But, um, yeah, four out of five foxes, folks. So, if you get a chance to watch it, trust me, sit down, expect to be entertained, and have fun. Don't... Don't sit there and expect to be freaking mind-challenged or mind-fucked, as some people fucking believe with Midsummer. I swear to God, I fucking hated that movie. Uh, I've never, ever watched a movie and been so metaphorically confused. Anyway. Yeah, four out of five foxes. If you sit down and simply watch it just to have fun and just to be entertained, whether it's sober, drunk, or high, granted I'm not going to condone or condemn it, if you even want to watch it high, I can guarantee you this movie will definitely be entertaining. If not just for the scenes, the soundtrack is pretty damn good too. So, go fox yourself. Have a good night.